Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios. I'm here along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield news team. We are your audio newspaper. We appreciate you being here today. Hope you had a happy Valentine's Day. Did your team win the Super Bowl? Coming up on this episode, it's Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to the restaurant of your choice with our Mansfield trivia question. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Time Magazine chooses Mansfield student as kid of the year. Early voting for statewide races has begun. More names have been added to the ballot for MISD school board. The COVID-19 spread is declining from the Omicron peak in Mansfield. City Council holds public hearing with HEB officials. What did the 2021 racial profile report reveal? Find out in a moment with the mayor. Valentine's drone show turns into something special. Coming up in the features section. Why is the International Space Station being dumped in the ocean in 2031? Part two. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that will help brighten your day. We have the seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve revisits his conversation with Mansfield student and Times Kid of the Year, Orion Jean. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on the podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. I'm Dr. Joseph Adams of Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health. And if you or your loved one is suffering with headaches and or migraines, we invite you to come sit down with our team and see if we can find a solution. What we know about migraines is that they're a complex neurological disorder and there are many different triggers and appropriate treatment requires a team that can address all those factors. So if you or somebody you know is suffering from migraines, we invite you to come into the office and sit down and have a conversation with us and see if we can help you. Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health, 408 South Main Street in downtown Mansfield. Since 1988, Jack Lauderman CPA Firm has been the premier tax and accounting firm for North Texas. I'm Adam Cohen, tax manager for Jack Lauderman CPA. Whether you need CFO services or simply tax preparation or anything in between, we provide every level of business tax and accounting service. Call us at 817-231-0666 or visit us on the web at dfwtaxteam.com. That's dfwtaxteam.com. Hi. I'm Orion Jean with Race to Kindness, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. 11-year-old Mansfield resident Orion Jean has been chosen by Time Magazine as their Kid of the Year for 2021. Jean attends Alma Martinez Intermediate School right here in Mansfield and was selected from a field of thousands of nominees. Jean sees himself as an ambassador for kindness as he jumps in wherever he sees a need, whether it's collecting and donating 100,000 meals to food insecure families across the country or getting 500,000 books to kids who don't have any. At a time when isolation and diversion are rampant, Gene sees the world as it could be if more people brought their communities together to help their neediest members. He was given the news of his accolade by actress-activist Angelina Jolie. About Mansfield interviewed Orion Jean back in August of 2021, and you can hear that interview again later in this episode. Early voting has begun for the March statewide elections. On the ballot will be choices for governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, state and national representatives, state board of education, and many other races. The two early voting locations in Mansfield are the Mansfield Sub Courthouse on East Broad Street and Vernon Newsom Stadium. Early voting runs through February 25th. Times vary depending on which day of the week you wish to vote. Visit our website at aboutmansfield.com to see a list of voting locations and times. 
Just click on the links tab. And speaking of voting, Colleen, the May ballot is starting to stack up with names in the Mansfield ISD school board race. Recent additions to the ballot include pharmacist Amanda Mandy Jackson Sneed, retired educator Ann Wadek, and mental health educator Kleenita Graffenreed. Places three, four, five, and seven are all up for grabs on the school board. Meanwhile, there has been no movement on the Mansfield City Council ballot as no one has filed as of this recording, to oppose Mayor Michael Evans or Councilperson Tamara Bounds, but that could change at a moment's notice as the deadline to file for both races is 5 p.m. on Friday, February 18th. The COVID-19 epidemic is starting to show a downward trend here in Mansfield, and with the good news, here's science reporter Dennis Webb. Dennis? We're clearly coming off the peak of the recent Omicron wave of epidemic spread in Mansfield. Mansfield saw 295 new cases this past week, which is half the number of the previous week. The previous four weeks saw the four highest numbers of weekly new cases in Mansfield since we've seen since the start two years ago. Two months ago, we were seeing fewer than 100 new cases each week. Three citizens of Mansfield passed away from the virus last week, same as the week before. Countywide, last Friday, 681 fellow citizens were in the hospital with the virus, continuing a steady decline in recent weeks. 90 citizens died from the virus last week, similar to the two previous weeks, but the highest since last November. Tarrant County public health officials recommend that all eligible citizens get fully vaccinated, wear masks, and keep doing the distance and hand wash things. Vaccination is the best recommended step any of us have to prevent severe illness if we do catch the virus. Lots of people are still catching the virus here these days. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. The Mansfield City Council held a special meeting on Thursday afternoon and invited a team of leaders from the HEB grocery store chain to listen to council pleas to get the real estate giant to build a store here in Mansfield. The meeting was open to the public, and for those who couldn't attend, Mayor Michael Evans counted the emails that were submitted. Uh, the city secretary has received 342 emails in support of HEB coming to us, 342. So thank you all very much. HEB Vice President of Real Estate Benjamin Scott said, hey, we're just here to listen. We are uh, overwhelmed uh, by the invite. We were expecting a much smaller conversation, um, but do appreciate uh, the passion from uh, both your leadership and, and constituents here. So our real goal today here is to listen more than ever anything. Uh, and as you know, it's been a very long process of us acquiring land in the DFW area. And uh, we are weighing options all the time and, and really strongly committing to serving the whole Metroplex, all areas, just can't do it all on day one. Almost all of the city council members took the time to address the HEB leaders, including Larry Brosh, whose history goes back to when the grocery store giant first bought the land at 287 and Broad Street back in 2016. Many of you know I was here when HEB first came uh, to town a number of years ago, and uh, I want uh, you fellows to know uh and ladies know from HEB, I was 110 or 120% uh, for you uh, coming. So, and uh, my selfish desire, pushed by my wife, who is originally from Waco, so you can imagine, <laughs> uh, is uh, I would love to see you consider uh, any possibility of uh, a super uh, store. And uh, we'll be glad to get whatever you bring. I, I promise you that. But we would love for you to think big because that's what we're doing. Tamara Bounds said that Mansfield is the perfect place for HEB to build. One of the things that I looked up about HEB was your HEB initials stand for here, everything is better. I want you to know that is exactly what we think about Mansfield. So I'm here to tell you folks today that we want your commitment to partner with us because we think this is the place for you to come and be. Casey Lewis stated that the city is there to help if needed. I just view this role as helping partner with and get out of the way so that you guys can do what you need to do to invest your dollars into Mansfield. Um, and so if that means we need, if there's talk with staff, if there's zoning issues we've got to work through to, to lower barriers, if it's if it's renewing an incentive agreement that you were supposed to build in the middle of a pandemic, I get that. Um, so just uh, whatever it is that we need to do to lower 
the barriers to entry to get here sooner rather than later. Um, I think that our community has overwhelmingly said, hey, H-E-B, come on in. Julie Short compared Mansfield's caring community to H-E-B's business model. And I will tell you, Mansfield is the most giving and caring community I've ever seen or heard of. And so I, you guys see yourselves as different in your field, and we see ourselves as different as well. So we are looking forward to working with you. And you can hear Mayor Michael Evans' take on the meeting momentarily in our A Moment with the Mayor segment. Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday evening. The following opinions of those of Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. It is Tuesday morning. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, sir. How are you today, Steve? It's a, it's a beautiful day. The sun rose and I got up. <laughs> Me and you both. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, before we get into Monday night's agenda. Let's go back to the Thursday, the two o'clock in the afternoon special meeting that you held in front of the leadership team of HEB. We just heard from each of the city council people that spoke at, at the meeting, and now it's your turn. Let's give, a, give me an assessment of, of the meeting. We wanted the public to know, number one, that uh, we are pursuing it. The public asked us to continue to pursue it, and we are and did seriously. Uh, uh, we are continuing with our, our talks with them. Now, this isn't talks as to are you going to come, but these are talks is, uh, as in what is that going to look like when you come. Big-time competition took place over the weekend <laughs> among uh, council people, yeah. and uh, Mansfield Mission Center was the recipient of the— uh, of, of the blessings at feed the need. What, uh, who won? Well, you, you know, uh, anytime, anytime you challenge a guy five foot seven and a half, uh, he's going to really work hard. That would be me, the mayor. And uh, I, I, I won. <laughs> but I do appreciate uh, the fact that, watch this, uh, together, our team, our council team, uh, raised over 107,000 cans. Wow. Canned goods. One. 107,000 canned goods. We raised a little over $17,000 uh, toward the uh, Feed the Need effort. And um, it was a, it was a uh, friendly competition. You know, it's real funny because I think now, Steve, that when people uh, see the, uh, our council meetings, you know, it, it, we, we, we're kind of, we're a bit jovial. You know, we don't, we don't throw rocks at each other's head uh, because we genuinely like each other. Sure. And, and I think that helps. We don't all agree on everything, but um, we have that kind of relationship. So it was a friendly competition. And guess what? Uh, the Mansfield Mission Center and those individuals in need, they win. That mission center, actually, in regard to uh, feeding people, is open six days a week. Right. Think about that. Six days a week. And, um, you know, I think it's lost on, on a lot of us also that there are, there's a great percentage of people, especially our school kids, almost 40% of them who are, who are food insecure. Now you think about that right here in Southeast Tarrant County. I'm not just saying Mansfield, but Southeast Tarrant County. So, Hey, way to go to our team for doing an outstanding job. And, um, I would, uh, I look to win next year as well, but anyway, Hey, we had a <laughs> Great time. It was outstanding. <laughs> uh, let's get a little serious now. Uh, uh, right. Tracy Aaron, our police chief, uh, uh, delivered the 2021 racial profile report. Uh, go ahead and... Um... Yes. So, so, so our chief, of course, um, uh, presented uh, the uh, report uh, to council uh, the other night. And um, let, let, me, let me just, just give you some, some numbers here. So out of 85,000 contacts... There were only two complaints uh, in regard to that. And those uh, both of those were settled. Yeah. All right. And, and when I say settled, uh, what I mean by that is that uh, the parties came to an understanding in that in that regard. I think it says a lot about uh, the rank and file. Uh, the police department that we have here. And, and it also uh, says uh, good things about our leadership. And, and, and I mean, our police chief and uh, the team of folks he's working with. Yeah. But in regard to the rest of the country, I think that um, some great lessons can be learned by a report that says out of 85,000 contacts, there were only two complaints. 
That's mind-boggling. Those are good numbers. I think I think they are. I think they are. I mean, and, you know, next year we're striving for zero. Consent agenda, lots going on at the consent agenda. So let me just go ahead and lead you into it, and the mic's yours. And Thank you. Well, we had a whole lot taking place on last night. As a matter of fact, we had about three and a half pages in regard to the consent agenda. So uh, council, council did some great work last night. We voted to approve the permit for the pickle parade and, and, and the, the pickle palooza and all of that, all the names that is given you know i tell you what it's the only it's the only parade like that in the country right who who in the world would vote against uh, uh, the pickle parade i mean that would be that's just crazy now we also uh, approved uh, and called for a general election to be held on may 7th of this year uh, that means that my seat as well as the seat of council member uh, tamra bounds they are up for election uh, this year and uh, just I can't speak for Tamara, but I can uh, uh, speak and say this about her. Uh, We we appreciate the fact that you've given us the opportunity to serve you. And uh, we look forward to many more months (laughs) of doing that very same thing. Council also passed uh, two resolutions uh, related to uh, street improvements and a resolution awarding a contract for cultural arts, a cultural arts master plan study. Uh, It's been long overdue. And uh, we, we are we are hoping to uh, grow in the area of uh, cultural arts, performing arts, all of that. And uh, we also passed a resolution uh, authorizing a consulting agreement related to uh, phase 3B of the Walnut Creek Linear Park Trail System. And finally, uh, council also uh, passed a resolution uh, authorizing an uh, amendment to the uh, contract with the architectural company that's going to be tasked with building a new headquarters for our police department. And and we're all excited about uh, what that is going to uh, look like. Before we get into new business, we go back to old business and the parklet issue came up on the agenda again. Council had a brief discussion regarding parklet number 117. And uh, we took no action, but we did open that up again for uh, for discussion because it was a request. Yeah. And, and I think it's only right that um, uh, people get the opportunity to to uh, revisit an issue if they uh, so choose. So we did that uh, in the future. Uh, we can find a, a, a good compromise in that regard. And I, and I trust that we will as we continue to develop the downtown area. So next on the agenda uh, regarding a kennel and a and a car rental uh, location. Yeah, don't the two of those go together? So yeah. we have well, dogs like cars; they chase them all the time. So, so council council approved. <laughs> uh, we, we we approved um, two requests for um, specific use permits: uh, one for a kennel at 400 South US 287, and one for an auto rental facility at 920 North US 287. So, um, we, we're going to have we're going to have a rental car. Uh, a company that'll be right in in the middle in the mix with um, the businesses there near the Tom Thumb, and you're going to have a, a kennel. As a matter of fact, matter of fact, the kennel owners were at the meeting on last night, and and they don't call the they they don't call them kennels. They call them little cabins. So the dogs are going to be in little cabins, oh. and they're going to have camp counselors. So, um, <laughs> what if that comes with massages and, yeah, and yeah. pedicures? Well, well, I think I think they will get mani pedis, but but, nice. but but I just want you to know that. And in new business, council then called for drum roll a bond election to be held on May seventh of this year. I think that's been the worst kept secret in all of. Wait, of, there's of a bond. There, I, I, you tell know, me about these bonds, man. Let me tell you about them. We've got so we got we have five. We have five propositions. Here they are. Proposition A asks for $7 million in general obligation bonds to construct a permanent, a permanent veterans memorial in the city of Mansfield. And we're talking about first class in, in you, you know, marble, obelisk uh, uh, and statues and all of that stuff. And we are excited about that. Ponds and bridges, we're excited about what that will look like. Honoring our veterans. Prop B asks for $78 million in uh, general obligation bonds to design and construct a multi-generational uh, center. We, we're talking about a library. We're talking about a center that would uh, include in it uh, uh, 
course, recreation space, but aquatics, um, a general meeting space, something that we just do not have uh, in our growing city. And we think it's important. So Proposition C asks for $30 million in general obligation bonds to design and construct a 138-acre community park in southwest Mansfield and an additional $25 million in upgrades to the Michael L. Skinner Sports Complex. All right, Proposition D uh, asks for $10.5 million in general obligation bonds to complete the Walnut Creek Linear Trail uh, to Mansfield's eastern and western city limits. And finally, Proposition E asks for $5 million in general obligation bonds to build a barrier-free synthetic surface baseball uh, facility for uh, uh, players of all abilities, and in particular, um, those babies that have uh, physical challenges, those young people that have physical challenges. Uh, We believe that um, nothing should keep a child from enjoying uh, um, the sport of baseball and other uh, recreational activities. So busy night. Had a lot going on, had a lot going on, but it all got done. And um, you wrap that's up it. about two in the morning? You know what? 8 30. 8 30. Wow. 8 38. We got done at 8 30. 38. Let's get down to business. Well, you know what? I appreciate our team. That's, that's what we get to do. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. That is the prayer. See you then. Mayor Michael Evans with the moment with the mayor on About Mansfield. The event was billed on social media as a special Valentine's drone light show that would take place in the skies over the Michael Skinner Sports Complex on Friday night. What actually happened in front of hundreds of light show revelers was a marriage proposal. Preston Ward is general counsel with Sky Element Drones, and he fills us in on how the proposal took place. Well, we had the idea of doing a Valentine's Day show uh, for a couple weeks now, and we work closely with the city of Mansfield. They're they're super generous in letting us use some of their facilities for our practice runs and those sort of things. So we reached out to them asking if they'd want to, um, you know, have a have a Valentine's Day themed drone show as part of the weekend celebration leading up to Valentine's Day, which they were super generous to let us use that Michael Skinner Park. And then we thought, what could we do to put it over the top? And then we we took the next step of trying to find a couple to actually do a proposal to make it even more special for for the community and show something that not many people get to see. We had maybe I think seven or eight days to pull it all together. And we were just flooded with, you know, heartwarming stories about, um, you know, couples and what made their story special. And the couple we settled on, their their story is just amazing. She's a breast cancer survivor. They've been together since high school. Um, and we were just super thrilled that we got to bring something special to their engagement. The hard part was getting the bride-to-be to the light show and set up with special seating on the soccer field without giving away the secret. We actually had to then figure out how do we make it where she comes to the drone light show and then get in a position where he would be able to propose. So we had to then almost on the fly, you know, the night before come up with the idea that uh, we were going to have almost a promotion where we had stage couples that were getting taken out onto the field for photos during different formations. And then they were out on the formations with, uh, you know, will you marry me is the uh, the one we were trying to hit for him. And I think he, he ended up proposing in the next formation where it was the actual ring on the finger rather than the will you marry me. But he got it done just a little bit later than, later than we talked about. And the outcome? She said yes. She said yes. That's all the rest of the team cared about. You know, as soon as they said the show was done, we're like, what was the answer? And she said yes, and we're all thrilled. Sky Element Drones not only did the 150 drone light show for the marriage proposal, but also the 50 drone light show for the Methodist Mansfield Medical Center's 15th anniversary event as well. And they can do events with up to 1,000 drones. As for the bride and groom-to-be, congratulations to Chris and Andrea. You can see photos of the proposal and light show on our Facebook page. Sunday, February 20th is the 8th annual National Muffin Day. Yes, it's true. The beloved muffin deserves a day of its own. And just for that, it's February 20th. English muffins have been around as far back as a thousand years ago in Wales. And the American style muffin has been around since the 18th century. Muffins are a great breakfast on the run, a perfect substitute for toast during brunch. And it's also an easy treat to make and give as a gift. Perhaps someone can bring me a blueberry muffin. 
So no matter your taste, enjoy Sunday with your favorite muffin. Let's check the weather forecast, which gets me wondering, Colleen, do you know the Muffin Man? Well, Steve, I don't personally know the Muffin Man, but like many of us after this extended pandemic, I unfortunately have gotten to know the Muffin Top. Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. Wednesday will start off warm like the beginning of our week, with a high of 75 degrees. But we'll have a cold front coming in overnight Wednesday into Thursday that's going to bring us cooler temperatures and a chance for thunderstorms. We'll have about a 40 to 50 percent chance of scattered rain late Wednesday ahead of the front. And then overnight through just before daybreak on Thursday, we have a chance for thunderstorms. We're looking at a 90% chance of rain overnight with a slight chance for severe weather. That may change by the time this broadcast airs. The rain clears out by evening on Thursday with a 30% chance of rain Thursday and a high of only 53. Friday's high will be 54 degrees, Saturday will be 64, and then we're projected to head back into the low to mid-70s Sunday through Tuesday. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Reporter Dennis Webb talks science. Home improvement specialist Terry Radswin presents the Ask Terry segment. And Brian Certain prepares a libation made to make you smile in the cocktail of the week. Also coming up later in the episode, the Mansfield trivia question. And Steve revisits his conversation with Mansfield student and Time's Kid of the Year, Orion Jean. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and We Are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hey Mansfield, Sonia here from Wise Wellness. Did you know that Wise Wellness is now mobile? Yep, we have changed our business model to best serve our clients. That means you can order online and usually have it delivered within 24 hours or less. We're bringing the best CBD tinctures, topicals, edibles, and pet products directly to your door. Visit our website at wisewell.com to see our selection. That's W-Y-S-E-Well.com. Got pain? Need sleep? Does your pet have storm or separation anxiety? We've got you covered. Don't forget about our specialty, Tom's Treats. These little gems of goodness can help promote better sleep and overall wellness. With six main ingredients and no preservatives, they're the best around. Give us a call at 682-313-4767, visit the website, or reach out to us on social media to connect. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, use the promo code AMPOD to buy one, get one free on our website. Again, that's wisewell.com, W-Y-S-E-Well.com. Hi, I'm Richard Nevins, the Economic Development Director for the City of Mansfield, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where roving science reporter Dennis Webb is still gazing at the International Space Station. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. Last week, I started answering a listener question. Why is the International Space Station going to be dumped into the ocean in 2031? Last week, I talked about the aging of the physical structure. This week, I will talk about how NASA decided to extend the life beyond the original 15 years, and more recently, all the way out to 32 years. Back in 2010, with the space station nearing the end of its designed life, NASA rounded up its designers, analytic models, and actual data from the first 10 years in space to see if there was enough understanding 
planning to extend its life beyond the planned 15 years. At the time, they were able to extend the station's life to 2024, and recently they extended it to 2031. In these studies, they found several concerns. First, the structure that attaches the habitable modules to the big truss that holds the solar rays. These have seen a lot of varying loads over time. Not really possible to replace this structure, very hard to inspect, and if it fails, the modules could become disconnected from the power and cooling systems, or worse, it would be a bad day. Second thing of concern, there are high-pressure oxygen lines running around the modules, and pressure cycles in the line are a known source of fatigue. It is very difficult to replace these lines, as you have to shut down parts of the oxygen system while astronauts install and test new lines and connectors, not something it was designed for. A fractured high-pressure oxygen line inside the habitable part of the space station would be very bad. A third big concern are the electronic components called erasable programmable read-only memory chips, called EEPROMs. They're eventually going to lose their memory. They were selected to keep memory for at least 15 years, but most should last longer. EEPROMs are a wonder of modern digital technology in that they keep their memory even if the box loses power. This memory relies on tiny electrical charges to store the ones and zeros, and over time, the charges can leak away. EEPROMs are in a lot of devices around us. NASA expects that EEPROMs won't all die at once, and if a few lose their memories, there are spare units already on the station, and more back on Earth. In 2010, they decided it was an acceptable risk to extend to 2024, and the recent review of analysis allowed extension to 2031. This illustrates one of the original design goals to make a lot of the space station systems, fixable by astronauts as maintenance techs. This was useful for achieving the 15-year life and maybe extending longer. An equally important goal was to get 15 years of experience with this in-space maintenance as we prepare for the next generation of space stations, moon and Mars bases, and maybe starships that will take human beings years to get to their destinations. We learned a lot and should be able to do it better next time. Houston's Mission Control had done a little of this in-flight maintenance during Apollo and Shuttle. However, the scale of the planning challenge of a space station is orders of magnitude larger. You've got a really big space station that you can't fly back to the hangar. You've got cargo vehicles coming and going, and some broken things, there's no way to get them back to Earth to be fixed, and many more considerations. We recognized this challenge in the early part of the design phase, and I hired the first logistician, a former Army officer, into mission control, and he helped us figure it out. Last I heard, he was a big manager in the program office. A fourth concern back in 2010 was the aging of the solar arrays that provide power to the space station. All photovoltaic generation systems, even the ones on people's roofs, become less efficient over time, and those in space are no different. The original arrays were predicted to put out enough power through 2024, but maybe not longer. NASA decided to build additional arrays to be carried up in the SpaceX Dragon capsule's trunk and installed by astronauts during spacewalks. This happened a year ago, which gave NASA the confidence now to extend until 2031. So NASA and its team will be watching these and other concerns until 2031. If things go well, it might last longer if the analysis supports it. If things go badly, the last crew will depart early. Next week, we will talk about some non-engineering concerns and why and how the International Space Station will meet its end at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, if you want to see the International Space Station for yourself, it will fly over a Mansfield on the morning of Thursday, February 17th, between 6.11 a.m. and 6.18 a.m. as a really bright star flying from south-southwest to east-northeast. It happens several times most months, and you can get an app to tell you when you can see it. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain's serving up another perfect libation for his Cocktail of the Week. Brian? This week's Cocktail of the Week is the Sparkling Peach Cocktail. Bright and bubbly, this simple cocktail is as drinkable as it is endlessly variable. For added sweetness, stir in a little extra spoonful of jam, or try grilling your peaches for a hint of smoke that accentuates the tequila. But don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving the ingredients and instructions, and as always, they'll be posted on bourbongospel.com. 
This week's cocktail of the week is the Sparkling Peach Cocktail. You're going to need three ounces of a good tequila, two tablespoons of fresh lime juice, about an eighth of a cup plus two tablespoons of peach jam, one bottle of sparkling mineral water such as Topo Chico, and one fresh peach sliced and grilled. And then you'll need a lime peel twist. Directions for making this delicious cocktail is you'll place the tequila, the lime, the jam in a cocktail shaker, muddle it thoroughly, then fill the shaker with ice, cover, and shake until thoroughly chilled. Place one additional tablespoon of jam in each of the highball glasses, and then fill the glasses with new ice and strain the tequila mixture into that glass. Top off the cocktail with the sparkling water, and then garnish with grilled fresh peaches and lime twists. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Congratulations to Corinne Fiagami, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. In the academic world, what does the acronym STEM stand for? Corinne knew that STEM, S-T-E-M, stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. After the break, this week's trivia question. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Hi, this is Jan Cox. And this is John Cox, owner of Stevens Garden and Grill. And you're listening to About Mansfield. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. We'll receive a $25 gift card to the restaurant of your choice. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, Mansfield Police Chief Tracy Aaron has a fairly high-profile job here in town, especially when police activity is high. But did you know there's another chief locally of equal importance? This week's trivia question is, what is the name of the Mansfield Fire Rescue Chief? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what is the name of the chief of the Mansfield Fire Department? Good luck. It was back in the summer of 2021 when this young man, Orion Jean, came into my studio with his mom by his side. Yeah, he's only 10 years old. He doesn't drive. And what a tremendous, bright, intelligent young man he is. Please enjoy the encore presentation of our interview with Time Magazine's Kid of the Year, Mansfield's Orion Jean. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And here in the studio, going to do just a short brief introduction here and and get into the uh, the conversation with this gentleman. It was about a year ago, July of 2020, my guest was uh, entered into a national speech contest. He won the contest. And we're not only going to talk about the speech contest, we're going to talk about all the different events that he's got going on throughout not only Mansfield, uh, but the uh, the DFW area. And he lives in Mansfield. We welcome Orion Jean to About Mansfield. Welcome. Hello. I'm so glad to be here. How old are you? I am 10 years old, and I'm turning 11 this October. You're just a kid. I am. You are. <laughs> I got to admit, you are the youngest person 
to ever be here on the About Mansfield podcast in in an interview situation. Wow. That, wow. Let's talk about your name, Orion. Uh, what, What do you know? Because you're the first person I've ever met in 60 years of living named Orion. So tell me about uh, the origins of your name. Well, Orion is not only Constellation, but it is also my mother's middle name. Uh So she decided that, you know, I think we should name this baby after me. And, you know, Orion is, it's a great name because it's like a star, it's a constellation, and it shines bright for the world to see. And hopefully that's what I can do with, you know, my goal. And your middle name is Monaco, is that correct? It is. Again, I've never met a Monaco. How did you receive that name? Well, Monaco is such a beautiful place that my mom has been to before. So why not, right? What grade are you in? I am going to be going into the sixth grade this year. What do you want to be when you grow up? Well, since I was young, since I love reading. <laughs> since I've, you were younger? <laughs> yeah, younger. <laughs> okay. Right. I've always loved reading, so I wanted to be an author. And now, uh, thankfully, my goal has been fulfilled. And I am actually coming out with a book called A Kid's Book About Leadership. So now I am technically an author. And I guess that's what I want to do with the rest of my life. Let's back up to a year ago. Because a year ago, it pretty much is when your life just exploded. It is. Tell me about the National Kindness Speech Contest. How'd you get entered? And tell me about the entire experience. Yeah. uh, So about a year ago, I think it was May 19th, I got an email from my teacher and she was telling me about this speech contest that she wanted, you know, the rest of my classmates and me to enter in. And there was only one catch. The deadline to enter was the next day. And, you know, I was kind of feeling conflicted, you know, because as much as I thought this would be, you know, a fun experience, I didn't think that I would have the time to do this because I was still in school at this point. So I still had to do other things. So I asked my mom and she said, One of the most important things in this race to kindness journey, you can't win if you don't enter. So I worked really hard to, you know, write, record and memorize my speech and get it uploaded right before the deadline. And I just had to see what was going to happen because it was worth a shot. So a few weeks later, uh, the competition entered me or emailed me and they said that, you made it into the top 20. And now I got to be paired with the speech coach to fine tune my speech. And then it was up to America to vote. And after that, they chose me as the winner. And that's really what started it all. Do you remember your speech? I do. Well, some of it for a good few months that was ingrained in my mind forever. But the base, the basics of it was, you know, Kindness is something that the world really needs right now with everything that's happening with the pandemic and all. And, you know, you can do it today. So why not? And one thing that really stuck with me that I said in that speech is that you can join me in the race to kindness because the best part is everybody wins. And that's something that we've, you know, ran with for the entire journey. For someone like me, who, again, I've, I've mentioned I'm, I'm in my 60s now, and, and so a lot, of, uh, a lot of adults out there seem to have lost their kindness. What advice would you give to them? Well, I would say the same thing that I said in my speech. I would say that, you know, kindness is going to make the world a better place. And it's really what the world needs right now. So go out and do it today because it can make someone feel a little better and it can make the world a little brighter. My goodness, 10 years old, sage advice from a 10 year old. With this speech contest came a monetary prize. Correct. It was $500 and I use that as seed money to fund the race to kindness. 
And what did you do with that $500? Well, my first Race to Kindness project was the Race to 500 Toys. So we used the $500 as kind of, you know, seed money just to buy some of the toys. And it was a Race to 500 Toys for the Children's Health Hospital in Dallas. And we wanted to, you know, be able to help the children in the hospital because COVID has affected so many different kinds of people and children in the hospital definitely was one of them. Toys were, you know, toy donations were becoming scarce because they were only accepting new toys and they could only use the toys once so they couldn't like pass them on from child to child. They had to, you know, throw them away and get them uh, a new one since they didn't want COVID to spread or any other diseases. So I decided that you know, the children in the hospital, they are going to maybe go through a scary surgery or a procedural that they might not want to think about. So why not just, you know, take their minds off of it with a toy? I know better than anyone, a toy can, you know, distract children. So you won $500 and you decided instead of spending $500 for toys for yourself or playing video games or investing in Bitcoin or whatever people do with $500, you actually took it and gave it to someone else. And I, that, is, that is awesome. Thank you. You created Race to Kindness. Is this an organization? Well, I like to think of it as a project. I like to okay. think of it as you know a passion project where I can hopefully help as many people as possible. You've received some national attention in regard to Race to Kindness. You've been on Good Morning America. You've been interviewed by the Washington Post and CNN. What was your first national interview? Well, my first national interview, we're going to have to actually rewind to my first interview that I did for the Race to Kindness. It was on the day that my first local NBC interview aired. And... That was like the greatest day of my life at that moment because, you know, I had pretty much never been on TV before. So, of course, I was like super excited. And a few minutes later, maybe like a couple of hours later, my mom got a call and she said, good morning, America wants to do an interview with you. And I... I was online. I was on class. So I, I muted myself and I was like, ah, I'm going to be on Good Morning America. <laughs> and, you know, that day was probably one of the best of this Race to Kindness journey because not only were they able to interview me and get the word out, um, they also, the toy company, Melissa and Doug, yeah. were able to give us $5,000 worth of toys. And that experience was I'm I'm at a loss for words really because you know we were able to donate it to a hospital of our choice and those kids I mean I was able to hear firsthand from the nurses how much this would impact them mm-hmm. and I remember one one nurse said she said in all of the time that I've been here I have never seen such a big toy donation and it came from a at that point, a nine-year-old kid, right? Exactly. And that was those kind of experiences where I'm able to hear how much it will impact people is what, you know, keeps me going. It's not about the numbers. It's about who's behind the numbers. It's about the people and the why. And that's really what keeps me motivated throughout the whole thing. You have a little brother too, don't you? I do. Is he as kind as you? Um, I mean... <laughs> His name is Crown, and he is five years old, and he is one of my biggest supporters throughout the whole thing. And, you know, he is running in a little race to kindness of his own. Nice. Uh, He's been at, like, every drop-off event and every time we went to, you know, either the hospital or to one of our Tango Tab events for the Race to 100,000 Meals. And, you know, I'm just glad to have him there to help support us. At 10 years old... If I think back to when I was 10 years old and someone asked me this the question, if you could change one thing in your world, what would that be? As a 10-year-old back when I was 10, I would probably think, you know, I, I think every 10-year-old should have a later bedtime. <laughs> I, I agree. I okay. agree. What, if there's one thing you could change in the world, 
One ev- thing? For anybody and everybody, what's the one thing that you would change? Okay. I honestly think that, you know, my goal is to help race to kindness and get as far in kindness as I can go. And if I had the capability to have just one wish, I would wish for more wishes so I could wish for pretty much anything and everything to, you know, boost kindness to the full extent and basically cover everything else. So I have as many unlimited wishes as I want to fix everything. So we've got the race to kindness, but you've also got other races as well. Race to 500 toys. Um, you mentioned that was that was part of the uh, what you did with the $500 and, and people contributed to that. Uh, you mentioned Melissa and Doug, uh, the, the company. You've also got the race to 500,000 books. Tell me about that race. The race to 500,000 books is, well, we are trying to collect 500,000 books by actually the end of August. We decided that, you know, it may be best for us to, you know, extend the deadline so we can be able to help more people and, you know, continue to get the word out because we have so much stuff coming up in July and we are going to need, you know, the community support. And I think that, you know, we decided that it would be best if we, you know, had more time to just continue helping people. And we are trying to collect 500,000 books for children and adults who don't have, you know, access to books at home, like many of us children and adults take for granted. Because, you know, I love books and I have the opportunity to, you know, wake up with a book and go to bed with a book. And there are children out there who don't have that. And that's really what this race is about. Again, the 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 goal is five hundred thousand books. How many books have you received, and where are these books going to? Okay, what's the, what's the final destination? So right now, we are at roughly thirty five thousand to forty thousand, and we still have quite a long way to go. But I believe that with the help of Mansfield and the help of the country that we will be able to reach our goal. And we are partnering with a few organizations actually called um, we're partnering with organizations like Reading Partners, Reading is Fundamental, Literacy Achieves, Book Drive for Kids, and so many more because we are trying to make sure that all different kinds of people are getting these books. And they're all kinds of books. They could be paperback or hard book. They could be children's books or adult books. You you just want 500,000 books. We do. We are, you know, looking for new and gently used books. You can, you know, maybe put a kind note on the cover of the book. And we just want these children and these adults to know that they are special and they are loved. And these books are coming from people who care. When someone donates a book and you look at the cover, you go, hey, this looks pretty interesting. Do you read the book before it gets donated? Uh, it depends. You know, I like I said, I am a big book lover myself. Yeah. So if there's something that I haven't read, Maybe I'll just take a look inside. But, you know, these these books are for the children. And I have as many books as I could ever need. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to, you know, take away the experience of having a book open, you know, for the first time. And nobody owns this book but you and nobody has ever read this book but you. How many books do you think you've read? Probably like a thousand books at least. Like, okay, up, up, I guess. Yeah, like, mom's saying, mom saying more maybe than, more. Yeah, like <laughs> maybe just a little more than a thousand, but I think that. <laughs> Do you have a favorite book? I don't, you know, I, it's hard for me to pick favorite anythings because I am a book lover and I love all different kinds of books. So it would be wrong for me to put a book above another when, you know, they're just as good in the, as their own right. In their own right. So you've read. A thousand plus books. You must have a pretty good grasp on the English language. Do you have a favorite word? Favorite word? Uh, I think mine would be, and I know I said I don't like picking favorites, but this yeah. one, uh, I think my favorite word would be supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Because, you know, technically it is a word, and I know how to spell it, and it's a pretty fun word to say. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. It's fun. It is. It is, how can you not smile when you say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious from the movie Mary Poppins? Absolutely. It's one of my favorite movies. Is there a spelling bee in your future? 
<laughs> Funny that you say that. I have actually competed and won a few spelling bees myself. No. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that maybe, you know, when I go into school this following year, who knows what's to come. You also have the race to 100,000 meals. Yes, I do. Where do we stand on that, and and where do these meals go? So that was my second project, almost like immediately after the Good Morning America interview. Mm -hmm. We started, you know, working with uh, an organization called Tango Tab, who I've known since the second grade, and Mm -hmm. we have been really great partners and really great friends. So we just started, you know, working on it and working with the different organizations with the organization and they were really great throughout the entire process. We were able to, you know, kind of add on to what they have been doing for years. Really. They have had, you know, drop off events and, uh, pre COVID they've had like packing events where people would bring materials and they would pack like different sandwich bags and all that kind of stuff. And we were able to, you know, add on to their, to what they were already doing and we didn't make a hundred thousand meals by ourselves it was with the help of people all over the community the country and well really the world that we were able to reach this goal the race to kindness the race to 500 toys the race to 500,000 books the race to 100,000 meals are there any future races i don't know uh maybe we'll do like a race to million something uh, I don't know. We are going to, you know, try to focus on the now and focus on getting through this race so we can help as many people as possible. And who knows, maybe after we take a little break, we might come back with, you know, something that'll be able to help a lot more people. You have a couple of events coming up here in Mansfield. And one is the Mansfield Back to School Book Fair. Tell me about uh, when and where that's happening. Uh, we are having a um, Mansfield ISD back to school book drive, and hopefully, we're going to have kids come and you know pick out the books that they might not be able to have, you know, otherwise. Because that's the reason we're doing all of this to you know allow children to read different kinds of books and go into different people's shoes and learn about all these different kinds of cultures and people. And that's what it's all about. And you know what? I think that is awesome. I've just been told that the books that were donated back in May for the Mansfield ISD book drive will be used for the free Mansfield back to school book fair in August. You also have another event coming up on August 7th. I do. Tell me about that one. This is in partnership with, um, Run United, and we are going to have a, well, a race to kindness where uh, different kids are going to, you know, come and hopefully I will be able to be there too and run one mile for kindness. We'll also be collecting books towards the race to 500,000 books and hopefully you get every, everybody can come and have a great time and collect some books for some children and some adults. How can someone sign up for the Run United One Mile Race to Kindness? You can contact the store, Run United, uh, or you can go to my website, racetokindness.com, and, you know, contact us and talk about, we will uh, hopefully be able to see you there at the event. And for our listeners who are interested in the event, Run United is located in the shops at Broad inside the Fieldhouse. It is. So if you want to buy a brand new pair of running shoes. Absolutely. For the event, you know, help support their cause and help support our cause. It's a win-win. Orion Jean, what's your favorite ice cream? My favorite ice cream. Now that you mention it, I think that I'm either a cookies and cream kind of person or birthday cake. I don't know. Either one. We've reached that time of the interview where we really get to know our guest. It's called the lightning round. Ooh. It's a very simple game of this or that. All right. Would you like to participate? Absolutely. All right. This is the opportunity for our listeners to really get to know Orion Jean. Night or day? I think that I am a daytime kind of person because you're supposed to be asleep at night. 
Soda or juice? Juice. Unfortunately, I don't have soda. French fries or tater tots? French fries all the way. Godzilla or King Kong? Ooh, that's a hard one. I think I'm going to go with whoever won in the movie. Skydive or bungee jump? I would say neither, but I'm going to go with skydiving. Hardcover or paperback? Hardcover. Fortnite or Minecraft? Minecraft. Marvel or DC Comics? Marvel. Ernie or Bert? Ooh. Uh, probably Bert. Cake or pie? Cake. The Race to Kindness, Orion Jean can be found more information at racetokindness.com. If you want to send them an email, racetokindness at gmail.com. You've got the Mansfield Back to School Book Fair on August 7th, and also on August 7th, the One Mile Race to Kindness for Kids, along with Run United. You can find, again, more information on the racetokindness.com website. Orion Jean, is there anything that you want to add before we say goodbye? Um, well, there is one thing. I know that I briefly mentioned this in the beginning, but I am going to be coming out with a book and it's called A Kids Book About Leadership. You can go to akidsbookabout.com to, you know, find out more information and hopefully pre-order the book so you can, you know, help support this book. Orion, Gene, you're probably, you've got to be the most intelligent 10-year-old I've ever talked to. Thank you. (laughs) I sure appreciate you being on About Mansfield. Thank you for having me. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk in studio with the Arlington Mansfield Area YMCA President and CEO, Eric Tucker, about everything the YMCA has to offer and how they're about to boost their presence here in Mansfield. And we will also break down the lyrics to the legendary Village People song. This is the place where you will also hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com. Enter your email address there on the homepage. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacey Main and Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Home Improvement feature, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week feature, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. We thank you all for listening on behalf of the entire news team. I'm Steve Casillo, and this is about Mansfield.